Hey guys, Doc here to tell you about something that could really give you the edge in gaming. I'm talking about our show sponsor, Fade Grips. Thumbstick grips as well as controller grips that give comfort, precision, and control so you can take your gaming to the next level. Just go to fadegrips.store and check out all they have to offer. And with our promo code, CAG20, at checkout, you can get 20% off your entire order. That's fadegrips.store with offer code CAG20. and welcome to a very special episode of Cross Atlantic Gaming. This is episode number 33, which just so happens to be our Game of the Year show. Woohoo! Woo! Yep, yep. <laughs> um, I'm your host, Risky the Kid, and joining me this week, as always, are my co-hosts, Chocolate Bear. Uh, I might be here the whole show. Hello. <laughs> and Doc, H1X1. Hey, what's up? Um, first things first, we do have a new patron this week. Um, so shout out to Rocker Dude. Thanks for the support, Rocker. Thank Woo! you. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Um, next week is actually going to be our Patreon giveaway um, episode, so you guys still do have one more week if you'd like to be entered in that. Um, we appreciate the support, as always. Um, all right, well, we're here. A year of gaming, the Game of the Year episode, the first annual yeah, cross Atlantic gaming game of the year episode. Quite a quite a fancy thing we got going here. I just got off the red carpet. I'm wearing my best tuxedo. You guys are looking good. We've, we're really this is did, quite the uh, event we got going here. Did you see that everything chocolate's wearing is diamond encrusted? I did. Well, I mean, you know, I, I would have been disappointed if it was anything but. So. You say everything, guys. I'm only wearing a pair of pants. Just oh, that is true. Oh well, yeah, that's unfortunate. Literally just pants. Has some piercings I didn't know about, so. <laughs> oh, good God. All right, so um, this episode is going to be different than our past episodes. We're going to forego the news. We're going to forego what we've been playing, which just means we're going to have a whole bunch of news and what we've been playing next episode. So look forward to that. We are going to spend this episode in its entirety talking about some of our personal favorite games of 2018. Um, these are not the, I mean, to us, they are the best games, but they're not like critically the best games because there's some there's some in here that I didn't expect to see in anyone's top fives, and that's just a shout out to different personalities on this podcast. So yeah. uh, the list is diverse, um, and, and that's yeah. what gaming's all about. Exactly, yeah. different different reasons, rationales, different yeah games that spoke to us in different ways. Yeah, for sure. Um, so the quick format for this, we're going to do a game. We're going to talk about it. Um, this is just going to be a game that was on one of our three top five lists. Um, then we're going to, we have some awards to hand out some, to some different games. And then we actually will have community clips. Um, these are clips sent in from community members like you guys, um, giving us your top five games of the year. So this should be a cool episode. I'm excited. Should be fun. Um, but let's start with game number one, and that is Into the Breach. Hell yes. And Doc, I will give you the floor, because this is one of your <laughs> games. Uh, talked about it on the previous episodes, actually towards the end of this year a lot. Um, that's one that I picked up on, I'd gotten on PC, uh, also picked up on the Switch, 
which that was $10 recently. I'm super disappointed if everybody in the world didn't buy it then. I grabbed it at some point. Yeah, it's uh this it's a game that is a uh, very simplistic uh, grid-based RTS, but when I say RTS, it's almost almost more of a puzzle game. Um, it's like the most complex version of chess you've ever yes, played. Yes, because you have some pretty basic rules depending on the mechs you have and the enemies you face and what their intent is and what the winning objectives are. Um, and it and it's just enough to make an insanely complex game not not in a bad way but just you have way more options than you think is initially presented to you and and what you're able to do but great premise you know the world has been taken over a la starship troopers by giant insects that come out of the earth and <laughs> love it you know the way the, the beginning of the game is the world is lost the world is destroyed you're on a ship orbiting uh whatever planet this scenario you know this alternate reality is and the world is lost, and you have to open up a time rift to go back in time to get just the perfect, basically the perfect run to prevent the world from being destroyed. Um, and it's a cool premise because you'll be going through this game, and you'll inevitably fail. And right before the, the last guy that you wanted, the pilot that you want to preserve is is killed, he basically says, open up a rift, we got to do this over, and he just goes, restarts the whole thing. Um so cool sci-fi premise, really good game. Um, I didn't expect to enjoy this game that much, let alone, you know, I, I didn't like FTL. That's the game they made before this. Uh, or I liked it fine, I guess, but it wasn't really my thing. But this game I have just put so many hours into. And it, is it, it, it at this point, are we cool with spoilers? Uh, can we kind of talk about a few things since this is game of the year? Yeah, I think that's fine. Yep. Okay, so kind of a warning Spoiler right there. Spoiler warnings. So oh, an alert sound here. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Fair warning. Um, so I had talked about before where I thought I had gotten to the last level before and I just hadn't killed the last insect to beat the game. I was actually wrong about that. So I recently finally beat the game and on the last level you're fighting on this this around this volcano and you kill the last like giant insect thing. That the game doesn't end there. Basically. So these insects are coming out from under the ground, you know, somewhere in the center, you know, somewhere in the middle of this planet they're coming from. You actually drop down from that map at the end, and you're in this lava cave-like level fighting, like, the last actual fight. And it's a really cool last, didn't see that coming kind of thing. Um, last gotcha moment. Yeah, it was, and it was pretty well done, and I didn't expect it, and I was like... It, but part of me was also like... Uh, I barely got through that last fight by the skin of my teeth. I am so screwed, but uh, <laughs> it was cool though. Yeah, and that's definitely why that game was on my game of the or game of the year list because it was uh, left a lot of lasting impressions, and I had a lot of fun playing it. And it's highly replayable too. There's a lot of different mechs and pilots and stuff like that. And yeah, good game on the Switch too. There you go. That's a good one to pick up, Chocolate. If you're looking for more games for your Switch. Funny enough, I've been looking at it, um, and when you described that nine by nine grid, I couldn't work it out in my head. But I went on well, to the not, store. We say nine by nine; it's not actually nine by nine. It's actually more than that. But it's 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 a basic square grid. Yeah, it might be twelve tiles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> couple of extra grids. <laughs> but yeah, Sorry, I, I am in, I, mean, I am interested in it, so I may I may pick it up. I've just gone on the splurge and buying almost every game. It didn't quite make it above a uh, football manager on the uh, 
football oh, no. manager. If that's not on here, I think we failed as a game of the year show. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well. Uh oh. <laughs> Spoilers. Um. All right. Awesome. Into the breach. Uh. Yeah. I agree. Definitely a great game. I finally caved and bought it, and you were right. Just not. You're welcome. Not my type of. I mean, it's my type of game. But there are so many good games this year. It's crazy. True. Yeah. It. It's one of those. It's like you know. It might not be everybody else's like big thing to really kind of a video game that really talks to him, but like it, it, it surprised me for sure. I didn't expect to like it as much as I did for sure. Yeah. All right. So up next, we're going to get into our first award of the night. And this award is for best holes. Can oh. I get a drum roll, please? Yeah. Here, here's the envelope risky to, to oh, open. Thank you. You're, you're welcome. Don't give yourself a paper cup. That was the sound of the envelope and the winner of best holes was Donut County. Oh, yeah. Love Donut County. Such a good game. Congrats, Donut County. I had some good holes. Great holes. The best holes. had some good texting emoticons, too. That as well. Um, All right, from there, let's move into our first community clip of the night. And this one comes from none other than Ladonian. Take it away, Ladonian. Hey, guys. Ladonian here with my top five games for 2018. My selection is all about having fun. There are not that many critically acclaimed games here, but they were all a blast to play. Number five was Spider-Man. This game was incredible. It's the best superhero game of all time, in my opinion, and it made you feel like you were actually swinging through the streets of New York City. Number four was Forza Horizon 4. It's the best racing game I've played in years. I love the car selection and customization, plus co-op racing was super fun. Number three was Assassin's Creed Odyssey. This game was amazing. I have been on a break with Assassin's Creed games for many years since Black Flag. I was sick of the genre, but this game completely rejuvenated the series for me, and I was having a blast Spartan kicking people off cliffs. Number two is Call of Duty Black Ops 4, or should I just say Blackout Mode? I've been loving Battle Royale games this year, and this game was exactly what the genre needed. It's one million times better than PUBG. And number one, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu. It was a very surprising game of the year for me, but the trip down memory lane was so fun and better than I ever remembered. I've put in more hours than I ever did with with a kid, and there's so much more to do, and I'm loving it. So that is my game of the year. Honorable mention for me is Fortnite. Love that game. Put in more hours in that game than any other game in 2018. As always, Paladin sucks. And I hope you guys have a great 2019 filled with some great gaming. Thanks. Have a good one. All right. Shots fired at Paladins. Knew that that was coming at some point. (laughs) (laughs) Was waiting for it. Pokemon, let's go number one. All right. I, 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 I dig it. Yeah, yeah, I, I dig it. It, it I, you know, Pokemon Yellow back in the day was my jam, and that is Pokemon that is that. Red was mine. Chocolate, how do you feel about this pick for game of the year? We all know how I feel about Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> but right. the list, the list is good. His list is good. Blackout yeah, was on there, so it's obviously good. <laughs> Blackout. Yes, I agree. I, real quick, I want to say uh, best holes award. Chocolate didn't say anything. I don't know if I'm impressed or disappointed, but <laughs> I just want to throw that out there. A little bit of both, I guess. A little bit of both. Wait till the after show. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. 
Um, all right, so let's get into our next game of the night. And that game is going to be FIFA 19. Um, Chocolate Bear, this this is you. No, oh, well, I thought this was dogs. Okay. <laughs> Joking. <laughs> FIFA as a series for me is always probably one of my top top picks every year. Um, I think this year, me personally, I know it's, it does give people the rage. But for me, they've just fine-tuned it enough for that level of realism cross between gameplay it 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 just feels good it looks good i just enjoy it and, and that's the main thing and you have yet to spend any money too right and it makes it even better this year i have not spent hundreds upon hundreds of pounds <laughs> trying to get oh boy yeah, yeah. Keep your voice down. Your wife might hear you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> quickly moved myself. Um, yeah. It, thanks to the community and doing this kind of challenge, I haven't spent a penny on it, which makes it even more sweeter. So I, I am. Uh, I'm very happy about that. I do wish uh, our community was more into this game, or you know, we could devote a room to it or something. But. You know, maybe eventually we'll get there to where you know CAG is is into FIFA, but I just don't don't really just get can't that. see it. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe eventually, but and if you'd like a whole room on a Discord <laughs> where you can talk about FIFA, we have a great one over at the Cross Atlantic. <laughs> oh, Gaming I mean, Discord. wait, what? <laughs> it's already there. Oh, always there. Funny guys. Helps and tips. Helps and tips all the time. I do. I do step into that room every once in a while, and I feel like it's just like a, a quarantined off section of like the house I live in. And it's just like, what's going on in here? Holy crap! What is what is all this? And yeah, it's always, well, fifty they messages. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Why do always, I have fifty-seven Discord messages? What is happening? <laughs> always pops off on a Wednesday and a Thursday. That's when the rewards yep, are out. Yep, I noticed that. Yep, I agree. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> nope. <laughs> it all makes so much more sense now. <laughs> um, all right, you, you good, chocolate? I'm good. I think we all expected that. So, good. there it I'm is. Glad. All right. Um, so now we have another award to present, and this one goes to. Oh, I should probably say what it is before I give it to someone. Might help. <laughs> the, the envelope is a little moist here, but uh, you know, oh, you don't have to, my, yeah. My... <laughs> All right. Sorry about that. Um, this next award is the best water award, and this one goes to drum roll, please. Sea of Thieves. Oh yeah! Congratulations! God, they're making waves in this award, aren't they? Oh! oh. I guess we should just move on from that. <laughs> I really wish they would just use this water in every video game from now on. Just Why not? Right? I, th- I think they nailed it. Yeah. Which ninety-nine percent of the game. things you're traversing in that game is water, yep. so I guess it should look good. <laughs> should be the best-looking thing in this game. <laughs> All right, um, so this brings us into our second community clip of the night. This one comes in from Free Radical. This is Free Radical with the Cross-Atlantic Gaming Community, letting you guys know what my top five games of the year are. 1963. Well, actually, the top five games for me aren't actually from, like, 2018, but some of them are. So, the games I really enjoyed this year that I played were Mad Max, Warhammer Vermintide, Minecraft, Halo 5, and Gems of War. 
Gems of War, of course, being my favorite because I put over 600 hours into it and probably over $300. And, you know, it's pretty much the best game ever made for a guy like me um, who's super cool and really handsome. So those are my top five. And uh, Gems of War, you know, what can I say? You don't know what it's like until you play it. All right. <laughs> I would expect nothing less from the devilishly handsome Free Radical. Couldn't agree more. And he said six hours in Gems of War, is that right? Yeah, or... I think he said only six, yes. Okay, yeah. all right. And well, that's $3 reasonable. That's reasonable. paid in. Times okay. 100 all around. That seems like a small investment in order to you know, get a <laughs> lot of good gameplay. So. I've still never – I think I downloaded Gems of War uh, – once because he was talking about it. It's on my phone somewhere, but I'm not positive that I ever opened it up. But it must be pretty good if he's putting that much time into it. Or it's no, very gotta, good for a very specific type of person. Our you gotta friend. put down Free Radical. You gotta put down Florence sometime, Risky, if you ever want to play another mobile game. So, Yep. <laughs> sure do. <laughs> I mean, just saying. Alright, uh, let's move on to our next game for the night. That one is mine. It is Call of Duty Black Ops 4, and no specifically... Way. Yeah, you know, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Anybody that's listened to this podcast since October <laughs> will uh, know that this was going to show up here somewhere. Um, this isn't any other facet of Call of Duty Black Ops 4 besides Blackout, really. I still have yet to touch the zombies. I played about two hours of the multiplayer. Um, so this is a, a third of a game getting <laughs> one of my Game of the Year spots. I was just about to say, like, you could just be like Ladonian and say, or Blackout. The I should game. have just said Blackout. <laughs> um, and Ladonian said it best earlier. This is this is the best battle royale we've got going on right now. It's It blows PUBG out of the water, um, the things they're doing in this game, um, and how frequently they're actually keeping up with it, with patching it, adding, like, holiday things. Um, they have the contraband system, so you're, you have things to be working towards, um, the gunplay is Call of Duty gunplay. What more could you ask for? And I don't know. I've This is the game that I've spent the most hours on this year, hands down. And I don't know. It's just it's the most fun I've had. So I had to make the list. And it's by far the best Battle Royale mode, in my opinion. And that's probably one of my favorite genres. So it had to be here. <laughs> Worth the 60 bucks? I would... Easily pay sixty dollars for just this battle royale game. Yes, the uh, they might be listening. Ah, <laughs> ah, I ruined the, it for everyone. This the thirty dollar uh, multiplayer blackout only mode is still not on console, right? No, as far as I know. All right, but it's a great idea though, so it should be there someday. <laughs> All right, um, so moving on to our next award. This is the game that needs to cook in the oven just a little bit longer award. And this one goes to, I'm sure you already know, drum roll please. <laughs> Battlefield 5, Doc's yeah. favorite game. Yeah, it's uh that I can't disagree with this award. It deserves it. And <laughs> and there's probably that, that's putting it nicely. It probably deserves more hate than that from me, but I'll just leave it at that, but Come back and check it out in March. Maybe you'll get next year's game of the award when it's a finished game. You were the chosen one, Battlefield. Why? Why did you do this? <laughs> uh, all right. Moving on from that award, we have another community clip. This one is coming in from Maldo Rob. Hi. 
This is Maldo Rob with Cross Atlantic Gaming Community, and my top five games are for 2018: God of War, Red Dead Redemption 2, Marvel's Spider-Man, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, and Forza Horizon 5. God of War was a tremendous game from the beginning. As soon as you had that first fight with the stranger, you could tell it was just going to be awesome. I mean, just the visceral and the way it felt as you moved, the combat mechanics were so tight. Throwing the axe felt like nothing I've ever played in a game. The story, uh, the ending, um, every bit just felt so good, so cinematic, and I couldn't ask for a better game. Thank you. It's been a blast. Happy gaming. All right. Thank you, gotta, Maldo, for that one. Thank you, Maldo. I got to get in on that Forza Horizon 5 beta. I was, he's got. I, you know, I was going to leave it. <laughs> but, but yes, uh, the game he meant was Forza Horizon 4. Uh, what a good game. Yeah. So I, if you can get out of winter, it's fine. That, you mean the tutorial. <laughs> the t- what? Yeah. <laughs> Um, winter tutorial potato potato whatever just yeah and god of war i think he had some some good comments on that that if you haven't guessed already will be on this list somewhere um yeah just a it was, good list of games was that indie game he said red dead redemption 2 yeah yep yeah. a super short about six hour experience yeah. the indie experience yep <laughs> you get to control every horse leg as you gallop. Yeah, it's oh freely. My God, it's, that just it's broke crazy. my brain thinking about <laughs> how that would work on my controller. Uh, <laughs> that, it, yeah, you would break your controller probably too. <laughs> All right. Moving on to our next game of the night. That is going to be Bomber Crew. This is one that caught yeah. me off guard, and Doc, maybe it caught you off guard too. Totally. Um, another game where I wasn't expecting much. Um, I'm not typically the guy to go all out on some of these indie games, but uh, yeah, it, uh, I think I originally played it when it was in preview, uh, early access on Steam, and then it eventually came to console. But um, yeah, you're controlling a flying fortress bomber, um, a la World War II, flying from Britain, bombing targets, photographing targets, bombing submarines. Uh, have fighters coming at you you're controlling different people to man guns navigation repair but it's like super charming because it's got a not a cutesy look but a it's definitely cutesy uh, yeah cutesy cartoony i don't know how to describe it but it it's got a very stylistic approach to how it looks and uh the gameplay's solid the the managing all your guys the you know deciding whether you need to bail out there's a whole survival element to it um crash land if your guys crash or bail out behind enemy lines there's a there, there's all this chance and probability with equipment they have and whether or not they'll get back uh to the to the britain or great britain and back in your squad and because they level up things like that but yeah it's just super charming game a lot of depth to it um it's on the switch now too really good switch game um and yeah i i've put a ton of hours into it and i'll probably be replaying it well into the future but i can't wait to see what this uh studio uh i think i believe it's runner duck or um curve digital i think curve digital is the publisher but um i can't wait to see what they do in the future because you can almost see this game being transplanted into like a submarine game or a tank game with like controlling multiple people but uh it's fantastic yeah and um 
they continue to support it with new DLC and stuff, but I would highly recommend people check it out. It's it's a fun fun game. All right. Bomber Crew. Doc's one of Doc's game of the year. Sorry. <laughs> the World War II game that uh, Battlefield Five couldn't deliver, but we deserved. So there you go. I've got that downloaded on my Xbox. Still haven't fired it up yet. That's okay. You guys just don't appreciate good games. It's fine. It's no big deal. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> what? Huh? <laughs> All right. So next, we are going to move into our next award. And this is going to be the Relationship Ender Reward award and this one goes to drum roll please overcooked two <laughs> could agree more i think the first overcooked was called just divorce so uh it makes sense that overcooked two takes this this award tonight it jumping out of the kitchen into the frying pan yeah played the first few levels with the wife and decided well, actually, I was overcooked one, but decided super quick that this is a bad idea. This is not going to lead to any <laughs> any good endings. So, uh, yeah, so congrats, uh, overcooked two. Yeah, congrats on winning that <laughs> that coveted relationship under award. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on to our next community clip. This one comes in from community member Arrow Ben Kenobi. Hello everyone and Happy New Year! This is Arrow Ben Kenobi from the cross-Atlantic gaming community. When thinking about my favorite games and my favorite gaming moments, I tend to lean on multiplayer experiences from the year. In no specific order, here are my top five. Battlefield 5, Forza Horizon 4, Call of Duty Black Ops, Sea of Thieves, and Assassin's Creed Odyssey. And of course, The Division will always get an honorable mention from me. And again, based on some fantastic multiplayer experiences, my game of the year is easily Call of Duty Black Ops, specifically Blackout. There was nothing like watching Ladonian grapple across the map to sneak behind for the kill and the victory. Thanks to Risky, Chocolate and Doc, and everyone in the community for making gaming fun. No, Arrow Ben. Thank you for being a valued member of this community. <laughs> oh, that touched my heart. What a good guy. I love him. And I mean, so nice. any guy that makes Blackout their game of the year. <laughs> it's it's got to be an okay dude, right? Stand-up guy, right? Yeah, it's just a good guy. <laughs> he also had Battlefield Five in there, too. So, I just, yeah, How does that make you feel, dog? I, I, so many mixed emotions. <laughs> it, it would have been, it was going to be my number one, guys. It was. And, yeah, I, just, now I can't go know. back. I, Should he be screaming, I can't get back into crying? this. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do this again. All right, so moving on to our next game, it's going to be Dead Cells. Chocolate, this was on your list. It, uh, this was another one that surprised me uh, that it was on your list, but I'd like to, I'd like to hear about it because I definitely enjoy this game as well. Yeah, I, I think it uh, went straight into Game Pass, and um, from another podcast, I heard someone who was playing it. Uh, you guys raved about it, so I jumped on it, and it surprised me. Um, I'm normally just a one-time, if I air quotes, buy the game. I won't buy it on another platform. Not that I had another platform at the time. But I liked it so much, I've picked it up on the Switch. Um, I hate the roguelike element of where you lose your stuff. That drives me insane. That's the whole game. <laughs> that's, that's what that game is. <laughs> I know, but I, I enjoy the platform mechanics of it. That The enemies... 
the look of it, 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 and it feels good. It feels like a very nice polished platformer with just the you know the occasional, I suppose, map puzzle just to tease your brain. So yeah, for me, it was a very very good game, and like picked it up on the Switch as well a few days ago, and uh, I've already sunk a, an hour or two into the Switch version. The uh, yeah. as far as like. Um, 2D platforming like combat goes I think this game it's tough to like rival this game because it does it so well with like all the different combats or like different weapons the different combat styles like things you can do it's it's so good definitely I I noticed today while I was playing it on the Switch um, as you I didn't notice this on the Xbox but as you jump down or jump up when you're using your bow and arrow just after you hit the arrow it kind of has a little if you jump up it flakes up a tiny bit, and if you jump down, it flakes down. Have you noticed that? No, just the tiny actually, little yeah. detail. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's. I just looked and was like, "How do I not see that on a big screen when I'm playing it on my <laughs> Xbox, but notice it on a Switch?" You're holding your Switch three inches from your face, probably. Awesome, yeah. You've got a <laughs> well, Google Google Cardboard. There could be that. Yeah, I had I had my uh, Labo open and uh, everything else but yeah it, I, I love this game I think it's really really good it's done well um, would love some voice acting but it yeah. is what it is I, w- I would go as far as to say maybe the best playing roguelike ever maybe it's got to be up there for sure Yeah, I mean it, it controls are super tight and you know definitely not a game where you're blaming the i mean like obviously you'll you'll get frustrated with this game but it's not one where you're ever fighting the controls or blaming the controls for a death or anything it's uh you it's need really, to get better it's really yeah really well done and like you said the the abilities the um trial run of figuring out what items do what abilities do like the knowledge you gain as you do more runs like it's a it's 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 the best parts of roguelikes culminated in that game Oh, definitely, definitely. I'll suggest for anyone who hasn't played it, definitely pick it up. As I said, if it's, I think I'm sure it's still on Game Pass. I, I actually don't think it was ever on Game Pass. Was it not? So I dropped <laughs> two lots of fifteen bucks on this game. Give them all your money. Yes, yes, you oh. did. I would say thirty dollars if you paid fifteen a piece. I would say thirty dollars for this game alone is, oh, is definitely worth your money's worth, worth at it, that point. So. I didn't even realize it was just fifteen. Actually, yeah, no. so. So, Doc, you talked me into spending this money. This is your fault. I blame you. To be fair, I was pushing into the breach, but uh, but I don't think. But look, I you gotta get this is a perfect Switch game though. Like I know we oh, say definitely. that like literally about every Switch game, but like <laughs> a roguelike with replayability is a no brainer. And you know how how long does a typical run last in that game? I mean, if obviously if you're not beating it, but like it could be anywhere from what like. A few minutes to like maybe forty-five minutes or something, probably. I, I feel like people on their longest runs, it was taking them like hours. So oh, okay, well maybe okay. Um, like if you make it all the way through, true. I'm true. definitely in the minutes. <laughs> it's definitely in the sub sub hour category. Yeah. I think I've done some uh, like half hour runs in that game. It feels yeah. like it at least maybe twenty um, minutes. But yeah, so I mean, it's one of those things where it's just like a no-brainer for pick up and play. Uh, yeah, it it it's it's perfect for that platform. Hell of a game. Hell Good game. choice. Chocolate. Thank you. All right. That leads us into our next award. And this is the most likely to rage quit award. And we're giving that to... Doc, can I have the envelope? Uh, there, there you go. Hold on. Hold on. Hang on, mate. This, I just this, need to, this is the right one. Here you go. There you go. I, I just need to the polish the, uh, the trophy. Hang on. Okay. Is ah, that there real, it is. Is that real platinum? 
most likely to rage quit goes to Mutant Year Zero. I think this is well-deserved because, like any XCOM game, when you tell me I have a 95% chance to hit someone and then I miss, uh, that's when my controller disappears across the room and I rage quit. So, Real quick, Risky, how much of this also has a slight or a small percentage reason that you got the bug to where you got switched into what what was equivalent to Iron Man mode or whatever. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was definitely user error. But, uh, yeah, that actually helped a lot now that I'm on my third playthrough of this game. So. <laughs> Just third, you know. <laughs> Congratulations, Mutant Years Hero. <laughs> Take your award and get out of here. Woo! <laughs> um, okay. Uh, next up for our community clips, this one comes in from Viva Le. Sweeney. Hey everybody, this is Viva La Sweeney, Cross Atlantic Game and Community Member and Resident FIFA King, and I'm here to give you my top five games of the year. In number five, it's Mutant Year Zero, Road to Eden, great game. Number four, it's Battlefield 5, was higher up my list, but recently it's dropped down. Number three is FIFA 19, great game again. Number two, it's Call of Duty Black Ops. Really, really enjoy it. And number one is Player Unknown Battlegrounds. I believe this is my game of the year because it's the game I had most fun playing, especially with some of our community members like Tempest and Lion Prime. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. All right. So our first PUBG mention on the show tonight. At number one, no less. Yeah. Very I know surprising. He, he, he puts a ton of time into that game. I feel like he's he is very good at it so. too. Yeah, yeah. And if you're good at games, you're gonna keep playing them, and you're gonna enjoy them. <laughs> I think that's how that works, right? How many blackout wins you up to, Risky? Uh, one twenty-two. I checked today. You're welcome. Holy <laughs> shit! It slowed down, Doc. It has slowed down. Oh well, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> so what's that? A win every hour, is it? Or uh, oh no, minutes? that's a win every couple hours at this point. I think. <laughs> that's like, please, please, it's every, it's every two hours. If it says anything about how long I played that game. Uh, anyways, moving on to our next game. It's going to be God of War. Um, yeah. Boy, boy, this uh. <laughs> What is there to say about God of War? It it's it was a breakthrough for me um, in like the gaming world because of how cinematically like the story was told. Yeah, totally. Like, it would go from cutscene to me playing the game, and I like wouldn't even notice. It's I don't know. The whole story was amazing. It's seeing Kratos as this weird like protective father figure is obviously a first in the series. Um, and that whole, like, uh, it's, I don't know, it's like a new outlook on um, Kratos. And I really, really enjoyed it. And there comes a part in the middle of it somewhere where Atreus, who is your son, just figures out. I mean, we can kind of talk spoilers, right? We oh, said yeah, there's totally. going to be spoilers. So when totally. he figures out that he is a god, it really goes to his head. And <laughs> some of the most <laughs> annoying <laughs> Yeah, uh, voice lines I've ever heard in games. Just whatever, whatever. It's just like everything I said or did. This little asshole would say that, but it is so hilarious that he is saying that to freaking Kratos, 
God of War. Like, yeah, and it's really funny if you watch the Game Awards because the voice actors for both of them came out and <laughs> did a little skit. That was that was funny. Um, it all really pays off though with um, the whole the last like couple hours of that game are so action packed and some of the like um, what do I want to call them uh, sets I guess. Like, yes. Yeah. Set pieces. Yeah. Kinda, set yeah. pieces. <laughs> That's what I was looking for. Uh, like fighting on the back of dragons. That fight will just stick out in my head forever. With Atreus like flying through the air, just firing arrows, and it, game's incredible. It, and, yeah. Was this on your list, Doc? It it might as well have been. Like this year's <laughs> been a hard year to get it. I I think it suffered from the I played this so early on in the year that. I would, I would have really needed to re- replay it, which I'm actually just started a replay because I've got a new PSN account and everything and rebought it. So I'm starting another replay, and honestly, if I'd have done that sooner, it probably would have been higher on my list because if I was really honest, it, it is definitely... It, it's absolutely one of the best games of the year, if not the best game of the year, possibly. It's... uh. Yeah, like you said, they maybe the best series reboot ever, maybe. I know I've been I'm saying like in terms of ever like a lot today, but one of the best series reboots I could ever think of to sh- off, off shorthand. Well, just... we keep using ever so much because I think this is one of the best years in games ever. It so... might be. <laughs> yeah, it might be. Um, everything from indies to the big triple A's to anything in between. Yeah, but but that I think maybe for me, what you were talking about set pieces, what makes it so good is because this reboot, they kind of grounded uh, the gameplay and... and Kratos a lot, which, you know, the, the previous games were these big, like, pan out, you're going over this bridge, or flying around with your blade chains and all that stuff, like, it's all from a large scale to where in this game you're, like, walking through caves, you're walking through, like, smaller rooms for boss fights, things like that, and then when you get in these big set pieces with dragons, it really brings that scale into a bigger perspective, you know. Um, yeah, because the whole thing shot third person, like, right over yeah, his shoulder. Yeah, yeah, and you never get these, like, where you're panning out, looking at him as a small figure. Like, it just makes those, or you're climbing the big, like, rock statue thing or whatever. Like, it just really brings all that stuff into perspective. And uh, and on top of that, it's got a really, really good story, which, you know, I think we were all kind of hesitant at first. Like, you know, how much are we going to like this whole kid, fragile kid that's kind of a a little whiny at times with Kratos, like how, how, how long is these jokes going to really land or like how long is this going to, we going to put up with this, but they made it pay off in my opinion. So I'll say um, 30 hours later. And I don't think there was any part of that game where I was like, okay, like let's stop doing this. Like, <laughs> I need something fresh. It's like, it was kept fresh pretty much the yeah. whole time. And yeah. a big part of that is like the combat that you were doing was so fluid and so good like throwing that axe is probably one of my oh, yeah. favorite weapons in games where you'd like throw it and then hit another button to retrieve it so you could throw it through a dude and then when it's behind him you call it back and it'll do damage again as it passes through him again a second Just, time yeah feel, feels so good like yeah it, it's so you know it's one of those things the game looks gorgeous the music's great set pieces gameplay's rock solid and, and again, you know, before this came out, everybody was looking at this being like, oh, are they doing like a Dark Souls ripoff for God of War? I don't know if I'm going to, I don't know if that's why I play God of War. Because even the, you can do the attack, but the attack buttons, I think by default, are on the shoulder buttons. And, but it, it worked for this 100%. And, and, you know, we don't talk about the whole, there was never a loading screen. And you kind of take that for granted when you're playing the game. You don't, oh, I, yeah. I, I definitely forgot about it at times. But like, 
that's insane. Well, that they, you yeah, know, they utilize like when you go through those like realms or whatever, and you're just kind of yeah. like, floating in the like, what do you call it? Like the in between uh, realm the, area. Yeah, the Bifrost or whatever they. Uh, a Bifrost key. Was that a part of it? I don't know. I get like cap. I get my Marvel movies in this mixed up when it gets all like you know. <laughs> I was going to say Hades, but um... no, that's that's Greek. That's Greek though, isn't yeah. it? Hades? Oh, yeah. Fuck. So I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't. I honestly don't remember. But, but what I mean, whatever that is, that served as your loading screens. But yeah. you were like free to walk around in them. You would have conversations with Atreus or the. I'm not gonna remember his name, but the head you're carrying around. Which that guy was a great character um, too. There, yeah, the voice acting in that game. I don't think there was a single character that I was like, ugh. And there's maybe because you have like the two dwarves, you have the witch. Um, two dwarves were awesome too, by the way. Sindri and the other guy. That was hilarious. awesome storyline. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't. I I honestly don't have anything bad to say about God of War. Like if you told me to give you a con, it's tough. Yeah, same. And a lot of the games on this list I don't think it, it's a lot easier to to point out a flaw and with God of War it's, it's damn near perfect it's a, it's a well done complete package uh I, maybe you could if there was any nitpicking maybe it goes a little too long maybe but I think that's stretching to even say that you know well yeah because when but, I got to the end of this game I didn't like yeah the, I wasn't uh, the Valkyries I didn't collect a single Valkyrie I just kind of played right, through the main right. stuff and by the end of it, I was like, okay, I'm, that was a whole story. I'm, it's complete. I'm ready for what's next. And the tease for what's next at the very end in the credits, um, which I'll leave that yeah, alone. The, the, the hits kept on coming. It's I, I, we might not talk about that, but I do want to hear what your favorite moment of that game was, just because I think this game versus a lot of the other ones had some epic, epic moments in it. I mean, it, it, that, the fight on the dragon, like, like I said, I'll, yeah, never, that was yours. Yeah. I'll literally never forget that fight. I love the so whole good. scene of figuring out you need the blades for the for the heat and everything, and that you're going back to the house. Like, yep, just that's because true. they foreshadowed it, you saw it coming. It happened. That whole entire moment, the music is like building up. You walk out the door, and there's just this army of idiots to kill <laughs> with your like, blades. Here, we're gonna teach you how to use these in case you forgot <laughs> yeah. by murdering and everything. Then, uh, and then Athena on the boat, like it, it, like it was one of those things. I was worried that we were gonna do some callbacks to establish again, hit home that like for anybody that was wondering, like this is the Kratos from that series. This is not a new reboot in the sense that this is a fresh character. Like he is the guy that killed all the Greek gods. Like, um, but they kind of bring that home, and I thought that whole sequence was just like freaking brilliant. Like, yeah, loved it. All right, we should probably stop gushing and move on to our next award. And this award is for, uh, <laughs> yeah. This is the horse testicle realism award, and I think there's only one fa- winner. Fingers crossed for Bomber Crew. <laughs> <laughs> and your winner is Red Dead Redemption Two. Dang it! The best horse testicle realism. Go check it out if you haven't yet. Um. All right. Next community clip. This is a very special guest. And I'll hand it over to him. Cross Atlantic Gaming, what is up, guys? My game of the year for 2018 is, you guessed it, it's Red Dead Redemption 2. I think Red Dead Redemption 2 did everything that Red Dead Redemption did and just improved upon it. I think it's the best world building to date. I think the storytelling is on point. You really feel this immersive sense 
um, like you're a part of the world, like your character matters, the actions that you take matter, events change as you make different decisions, and it's just so good. And on top of it all, there's nothing better than riding around on a horse like a cowboy badass in 2018. So Red Dead Redemption 2 is my game of the year. Admittedly, I know it's slower paced, uh, especially storytelling, than a lot of other games, so it might not be for you, but if you like something that's deliberate, slower paced, if you're a fan of the original Red Dead, then I think you'll be a fan of Red Dead Redemption 2. That's my game of the year pick. Cross Atlantic Gaming, thank you very much for all you guys do. You guys are amazing. Keep it up. Here's to 2019. We'll see you guys later. All right. Wow. If you, if you couldn't tell who that was, that was the man, the myth, the legend. Mr. X1 Bro himself. Go check their podcast out, the X1 Bros podcast. Um, if David had a two through five, I would say Forza was on there. Yeah. Somewhere. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't disagree with anything you said about Red Dead, though. I mean, that, uh, you know, we were talking earlier, Risky, about how we thought you can people try to nitpick at it, but like I think that's all you're doing at one at a point is you're trying to nitpick. You know, it's it is a com- really, really, really good game. And we'll be diving into that later on this list. I bet if I had, I, if I was a betting man, maybe, maybe we'll it might have made our list. Still not grabbing me, Red Dead. Oh, I uh, feel so bad. We can so talk bad. about it. Well, well, I mean, when you got Football Manager on the queue, you know, oh, t- yeah, well, yeah. Let's toss him out of here. All right. <laughs> Moving on to our next game. It's going to be Ashen. Yeah. Doc, Ashen's on um, your list. Tell us about it. It is, yeah. Uh, I uh, I do like the Souls series. I like uh, Bloodborne as well. And, you know, you get all these games that kind of mimic or are copycats in a way. And, you know, everybody will have their opinion on, on that subject. But in terms of this being a Souls-like game, it is a really good Souls-like game. There's plenty of them that they've tried to make uh, over the last few years that have, you know, not held a candle to the series, but this one not only does that, but it actually adds a couple elements. You know, I've I've talked about them before on the podcast, but it's got the whole journey-like co-op where it's either an AI or uh, you can team up with a friend or just a random guy that's also playing the game. Um, so it's got that aspect. It's got a journey-like artistic aspect uh, in that it's, I don't know, I guess that's the best way to describe the visuals, but also you don't have faces. I was so it's say, very no faces. Yeah, it's a very stylistic choice, I guess you could say. Yeah, for sure. Um, How freaky is that? Uh, you don't really spend a lot of time looking at the faces. And I, my guy right now has a mask on, so like it's not even like I can really even... I, I would say, Chocolate, if you were thinking like... <laughs> If you were picturing Red Dead Redemption and all those people not having faces, that would be way scarier than Ashen yeah. people uh, yeah. without faces. Because <laughs> it's a much more uh, cartoon. Clay, not, I don't want to say like claymation, but like yeah, maybe something between that and cartoon. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, <laughs> now I'm just it, thinking of Red Dead Redemption people oh, without faces, and I hate it. Horrific. <laughs> that sounds like Event Horizon or something. I don't know. Like anyway, some bandit uh, masks. <laughs> Yeah, not really necessary, I guess, at that point. Um, but uh, yeah, Ashen, uh, it's got that. It's got a lot of the. It's got these elements of like super, super dark dungeons where you have to use a lantern and things like that, and that adds a gameplay aspect. But it, it's a Souls like. It's a Souls like that is really well done, and I am having a blast with it. I've just about beat it, I believe. Um, but I have enjoyed the whole way with it, and would highly recommend a Game Pass game also. 
Still need to check that out at some point. some point. All right. Uh, moving on to our next award. This one is the most likely to borrow your dance moves without asking award. And this one goes to <laughs> Fortnite. No. <laughs> Congratulations, Fortnite. I wonder how many active lawsuits they have going right now. <laughs> a lot of angry, famous people with not enough money? Question mark? Yeah. I had I had somebody listen to the pre- that was doing a listening to previous episodes of ours saying that we foreshadowed the Carlton uh, dance before it popped up as a lawsuit because <laughs> we were even talking about how it was on Destiny and stuff and it's like hey should, is that guy have the ability to sue? And apparently he thinks he does. So good luck. <laughs> good luck. I don't know how I you feel trademark like a dance. <laughs> I don't know. I was gonna say I feel like uh, sending them some dance moves of my own and seeing if that uh, ventures into the game. And then when they use them, sue them? <laughs> yeah, but that definitely. That's a brilliant plan. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> All right, moving swiftly along here. <laughs> Our next community member's top five is going to Chaotic. Hey, guys. Chaotic here. Just a wee quick update on the top five games of 2018. So number five for me was Fallout 76. Number four coming in there at Forza Horizon 4. Number three was Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Number two was Spider-Man. And my game of the year for 2018 was God of War. And probably just Pip Spider-Man based on the fact of the size of the game, the ambitiousness of the devs to make a game of that sort of size, and for the fact that they came away from their previously established game style to create the the masterpiece that they created this year anyway thanks guys and i hope you all have a great new year cheers bye all right so another god of war mention um one thing that he was kind of bringing up was the the size and scale of that game um and how beautiful that game actually is i played it on an og ps4 on a 1080p tv and was still blown away yeah so Good work. It, way more colorful than you would uh, think a God of War game would be. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, good call. All right. Moving on to our next game, Red Dead Redemption 2. Same one looked. of the Just edged say, in. Just just edged in. You just know that indie title. We talk about it once in a while. Yeah. Um, I was going to call this game polarizing, but I don't feel like that's the right word because... There should be no negative <laughs> outlook on this game. Doc kind of brought it up earlier. If I was to have a conversation with you about what were the negatives or like what were the cons of Red Dead Redemption 2, you'd start with the traversal, mm-hmm. right? You'd start with the slow riding across plains and through forests and swamps on your damn horse. It takes forever <laughs> to get anywhere, and I completely agree. That is the one and only thing wrong with Red Dead Redemption 2, in my opinion. Um, A lot of people, I feel like, also have issues with the pacing of the game. It seems that it does start off slow, and I don't disagree with that, but I think it's it's intentional pacing, and it's intentionally slow because it's giving you, like, while you're doing these tasks that seem, I don't want to say monotonous, but, yeah, they're kind of monotonous sometimes, um... But you're building relationships with people around your camp. Like, as you're going through all of these things, all you're doing is turning 
your posse into like a close knit family and you're starting to as much as you can in a game develop like real feelings for some of these characters and what this is doing it's just setting you up for the second half of this game uh, maybe not even second half it might be like the two, final two-thirds of this game um shit really pops off at one point and it seems like every mission i've hit since that pivotal moment um it's just it's crazy everything's it's so fast-paced now and every mission is explosive and when you lose somebody from your posse it's the first third of that game that made yeah. that so impactful for you in the latter half. And I, th- I think that's awesome. Um, and not only, so like, that's the pacing thing. If you had an issue with that, like I said, I do think it's intentional and the horse riding. Yes. I hate the horse riding in it, but luckily they give you a cinematic mode. Um, so you can set down your controller. Just don't keep it too far away because if somebody <laughs> starts shooting at you in cinematic mode, you do need to hop out of it so you can attack those people. But that's how they remedied it. And you also have the stagecoaches. So if you want to move from city to city, you can do that. You have fast travel from your actual camp to go places. So, like, you can kind of take away some of that time. And that's good. Um, moving on to the positives, though, uh, this is probably the most like detailed, realistic, like you heard David X1 Bros say, um, it's the most immersive world I've ever seen in video games. Like in no other game do I feel exactly like who I am supposed to feel like than in Red Dead Redemption. Um, You feel like a cowboy. You feel like a bandit or an outlaw, depending on how you play. And I don't know. If you take the time to get immersed in this world, it's, it's incredible. It's unbeatable. In my opinion, I like the yeah. fact that you've got a couple of intertwining kind of storylines in the main story quest as well. Yeah, it's it's a what they've done as with God of War, we spoke about. This is so big, so grand, and the living, breathing world around you is just you know you got to take your hats off to to Rockstar. That's the thing. You make this humongous world, but how do you make every inch of it? so immersive yeah like, well it's crazy not only that but they didn't go the ubisoft route of just vomiting like icons all over a map either Here's they, a they also made it to where like you could go through this field not see the little could be like 12 things we've got scattered around this area you could ride right through it never see it or if you took the time you might find some of these things but it's going to be organic either way and like that that's also something that takes that is uh, against the grain in terms of video games nowadays. You know, like you play other games, it's like, here's an icon, here is a arrow, here is a dotted line walking you right to it on this map. Check it off, you're done, here's the checkbox. Whereas they're just like, nah, it's this ginormous map. And also, by the way, it probably has, it's probably way more denser than those other open world games, but we're not going to show you where anything is. We're just going to let you figure it out. And... That's that's really cool that there's a game this big that still does that. So, yeah, and even I mean the story is probably my favorite part of this, especially now that it's the pace has been picked up since the very beginning. Yeah, uh, it's just each story beat I hit is just even better than the last one, which I wouldn't have thought could be beaten. And I can't wait to see the I'm I think I'm in five now chapter five so it's like I have a, a few more chapters in the epilogue or one more chapter in the epilogue or something um 
I don't know. I'm excited to see where this where this thing's going. And even if you're not doing the main quest, even the side quest, like the strangers that pop up, they're yeah. small stories, albeit quite small sometimes, just go that much further into making the world feel real. Like a dude on the side of the road who's just screaming, you stop, and he's like, I got bit by a poisonous snake, or a snake. And you can like here, give him some alcohol to take away the pain, or you can get down and suck the poison right out of his leg. And like that's just a random encounter on the streets and there's so many of those tiny little random encounters that just go towards making this the most the most immersive game I've ever played and I don't know it's I love it it's real good you're saying the side stuff even like some of the Strauss side quests like that like better than I know we say that about Witcher but better than a lot of games main quest lines you know yeah and it's, and the fact that you can play this two completely different ways yeah is yeah, like that too. Yeah, you're having choices. All like I think I could. I don't. No one has the time to play through Red Dead a second time. I feel like not if you're playing multiple <laughs> games. Yeah, new or game get plus excited maybe, for but... anything else. But you could totally play this as the nicest cowboy out there, and then play your second time through as an outlaw, killing whoever, murdering the law, making all the bad choices, and you're getting a completely different game out of it. I would assume i've been going the good guy route just because i have a hard time arthur's just a, such a sweet man <laughs> I, I was until i watched hateful eight on netflix and now i'm just straight up just outlaw the whole <laughs> way and i'm just like this is cool people. yeah sir will you buy a paper <laughs> <laughs> yes i will thank you very much uh yeah great game um moving on to our next award <laughs> this is the <laughs> Do I even get video games anymore award? Do I even get video games anymore award? <laughs> <laughs> and this award goes to Florence. This game initially got a much different award that was much more mean and spiteful. So congratulations, Florence, for your yeah, congratulations. award. We don't understand you. Maybe we should or shouldn't, but... Either way, you, you want something. How many bicycle horns were in the uh, in their first title? <laughs> part, the sad thing is, part of me has wanted to actually pick this game up just so I can firsthand be like have a have a more genuine opinion about it. But like, I'm just like dollar ninety nine. Eh, nah, I could spend. I it on wonder better if stuff. I can just give you my like Google credentials so you can just download it or something. You probably can. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll figure something out here. But All right. Yeah. Moving on to our next community clip. This one comes in from 10,000 Fists. Hey everyone, it's 10,000 Fists here. For me, my game of the year is going to be PUBG. The reason I'm picking this uh, over FIFA is because FIFA is massively rage-inducing. And so the, main, the main thing that I want to look for in a game is that I've actually enjoyed myself by the time I've actually finished playing a, a game. And with FIFA, I don't always get that. With PUBG, I find that I've finished playing a few games of that and I'm, I'm, I'm happy, regardless of whether I've won or lost. Um, whether I'm playing by myself or with, with friends, it's always a good laugh playing PUBG. I know that there's other games out there that probably could have beaten it had I actually gotten around to playing them. Like if I'd have played enough Red Dead 2 or if I'd have played enough Black Ops 4 or Forza Horizon, those games probably would have actually beaten PUBG had I actually played them enough to to actually get into them. Whereas I, even I know it's the end of the year, I've had I've had in more than enough time to get around to playing those games, but I just haven't I just haven't bothered to be honest. So it's 
it's PUBG for me is the one game that I've con- I've played consistently throughout the year and co- consistently enjoyed playing it throughout the year. And for, for me, that's the main thing, and that's why I've picked it as my game of the year. Well, hey, if you can't play other games because of one game, that should probably be your game of the year, right? Yeah, totally. Absolutely. You play the, you play the games that you find fun and that you want to play. So yeah, like I don't have the. I mean, I guess I kind of have the same problem with Blackout, but yeah, I don't know. It's just good games. The battle royale genre. That's where it's at. It's where the money is. <laughs> it just scratches that competitiveness inside of every person, doesn't it? It does. And as soon as you get that first it win, does. you're like hooked. You're hooked. Yeah. Uh, Need another hard. hit. I wouldn't know. That's know. why you probably don't get super into those <laughs> genres. Risky, I need you to carry me. Carry me, goddammit. Uh, right after the podcast, it's going down. <laughs> All right. Moving on to the next game. It's going to be Hollow Knight, which graced both mine and Chocolate's list this year. Um, Hollow Knight is kind of a, a different one because this was out on, was it just PC, I think, last year? I believe so. Um so the first time that Chocolate and I finally got to play it was when it came to consoles, um, including the Switch, which is where I played it. Did you play it on Switch, Chocolate, right? Switch as well, yeah. On your yep. recommendation. Well, you are welcome. If it made your list, me and Doc <laughs> making you waste money and quotes. <laughs> We're just giving you games for your game of the year. You're welcome. Got into his head, you know. Just <laughs> Well, that's what it was. You got into my psyche. I don't know. Now I'm just willy-nilly trying to buy games whenever the Switch has a sale. Oh. Story of my life. <laughs> All right. Chocolate. How do you feel about this game? What do you like about it? I couldn't put it down. So I bought it, I think it was the second day that I picked up my Switch and did not put it down for the week uh, when we were away on holiday. I, it gives me that frustrating part like uh, Dead Cells does. So when you die, you lose all your coins or your geos, aren't they? That's what they're called. Yeah. Your currency. Um, however, you can go back, find where you've where you died and pick those geos back up um but it's just it feels right it plays nicely the the character looks cute it's a very cute looking art style um yeah and that's a big part of it too for me it was just like the artistic decisions they made with like the people you meet like your your friends and your enemies and the whole the whole world it's it's great it looks great. great That um, I think that first enemy that has is it a battle axe or a kind of like a bat where it hits you and then it will bounce back and then it will be like a sound wave that will shoot off and try and take you out as well along yep. the floor. You, you know, that's a big boss. But you look at him, you're like, oh, aren't you cute? You just want to kind of touch its belly and rub it. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so this is why you haven't beat this game. You're trying to like, pet all of the bosses. Yeah, and they like, keep killing Pokemon, me. What's wrong go. with them? But... Uh, the game's good. It's very addictive. Um, after you get your head around the fact that you die, you have to go find your geos to go buy your special abilities to go on to the next part of the level. Um, and it doesn't really hold your hand at all. Not kind of, at all. <laughs> it plonks you in the game, and that's about it. It's uh, and that's what I found was that was some of the most frustrating stuff for me. From or stuff for me sometimes is when. You'd get to a new area, so you didn't have the map for it yet, so you couldn't really navigate yourself because you're just completely blind. Like, yeah, I don't know how to get back to where I just was. If I took a turn here, and I now I'm lost. So I spent exactly. lots of time lost in that game. 
Yeah, for me at the moment, it's the double jump. Trying to find the or gain enough currency to buy a double jump so I can go to the next part of the map and explore. And I know there's some goodies hidden yeah. away. And um, that's where I think this game shines as a Metroidvania is like you run into all these different areas that you're like, well, I can't go in that acid because I don't have like an immunity to it. So I better mark it on my map so I can come back once I get that. Or like that's just out of reach. I know if I had a double jump, I'd be able to hop up there. So I'll pin it because you, you can buy these little pins and put them on the map. So like all my blue pins ended up being my like double jump spots. So when I finally got it, I could go back to those areas and then figure out what evil thing was trying to murder me behind that. Yeah. <laughs> behind door number two. Yeah. Oh. Um, I think because I had a tough time with Hollow Knight and Dead Cells, which you might have, deciding which one was actually going to make my list. But I think it's because Hollow Knight wasn't a roguelike. I like that it was one continuous. I wasn't really losing progress besides the losing Geos thing, which only is really terrible if you die twice before you can get back to it. (laughs) I did that with a couple thousand Geos once, and that was rage inducing to say the least i bet it was especially the fact that they've got when you first start you buy your pins and you think oh 200 oh that's a big number but you all of a sudden amass that quite quickly and then you find out that your next biggest special ability is like a thousand geos you're <laughs> yep. like you are having a laugh how on earth am i gonna find my uh i can't think of the word now where are i can you... just keep spawning um, spawn killing oh, like people. A farm? Yeah, like a farm spot. Yeah. Oh, crazy! Yeah, but... I mean the the combat's good in it. You you do unlock things for combat. There's a lot of customization with like what perks you're using, and you amass a lot of perks eventually. Um, the platforming is great. There's definitely some super tough platforming parts that I ran into. That they were like the kind where you're trying for 45 minutes and can't get it. You set it down, and then like the next day you come back, and it's like, well. We got through it, but so the platforming's hard, but but it's good platforming. If you screwed it up, or if, yeah, if it got screwed up, it's it's your fault. <laughs> it's not the games. They did make it possible for you to reach that ledge. Um, yeah, it's, it's a great game. Good game should pick it up. Definitely. Um, all right, our next award. This is the best game to inspire location nicknames award, and this one give us going... a location first. Let G- people guess. <laughs> Give Pride you Rock. Give us one of the nicknames for the locations. Uh oh, there you go. Pride this Rock. Is a fun game to play. Pride Rock. There you go. The elbow. The six pack. The elbow. I love the six pack. <laughs> the game we're talking about, obviously, if you've played it, is Call of Duty Black Ops Four. Uh, the blackout mode. That's what we're talking about. Lots of fun nickname locations. Some people say the only mode. Uh yep. <laughs> I think that's fair. Threat and zombie DLC later. It's going to blow you away. Perfect. All right. Um, our next community clip comes in from the clip master, Dan Pod. <laughs> hey, guys. This is Dan Pod from the Cross Atlantic Gaming Community with my top five games of the year. Now, I had a hard time narrowing down this list. Um, so my top five were chosen based off of how much time I spent having fun in each of these games. Uh, Starting with number five for me was Far Cry 5. It's a typical Far Cry game, but for me, this setting made this Far Cry stand out and be so much fun. They really leaned into the ridiculous stuff and encouraged players to just have fun with it. And uh, to me, it was the best Far Cry game since Far Cry 3. 
Uh, moving on to number four, Detroit Become Human. First off, let me say it was a rough year not owning a PlayStation 4. Good on you, Sony, for having so many standout titles this year. I'm sure if I played God of War or Spider-Man that they would be on this list. But having said that, the only one I was able to play was Detroit Become Human on a friend's console, and I love this game. I spent a bunch of time just playing and replaying segments to get the perfect choices that I wanted and being able to see the branching story chains. It really hit home how good of a job Quantic Dream did allowing players to craft their own story and all around it was a great single player experience. Number three, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. At its core, this is a Tomb Raider game. You know exactly what you're going to get, but I love the gritty direction that this series adopted when it rebooted in 2013. Uh, the game stays true to its pillars, like exploring, solving puzzles, all those things are fun to do on their own, but it also adds new worlds of relationships that really help to develop Laura Croft as a hero that she is. Uh, like Minor spoilers, but the scene where she like comes up out of the water and it's on fire, and it's like anybody who's played the game will know exactly what I'm talking about. That shit was amazing. Keep dishing these out, Square Enix. I will play all of them. Number two, Red Dead Redemption 2. No surprises here. There's probably nothing that I can say about this game that hasn't already been said, but first things first, good on you, Rockstar, for being one of a small handful of developers this year to actually release a game that was done. Uh, this is especially impressive when you consider how massive and fleshed out the world of Red Dead Redemption 2 really is. The attention to detail was unbelievable. This game does a wonderful job telling its own unique story um, and also staying true to the established lore that was from the first game. I can't say enough good things about this title. Easily the best single player experience from the year for me and would definitely be my number one if not for one overwhelming factor, which brings me to my number one game to no one's surprise, Call of Duty Blackouts 4. This game, while not as polished as I would like it to be, just the sheer number of hours of enjoyment I have gotten out of it far exceed any other game I played this year. As of recording this, I have over 300 hours between multiplayer, blackout, and zombies, which is crazy. I was very disappointed when Treyarch announced that this game was not going to have a campaign, but after playing it, I, I completely understand. I've had way more hours of fun in Blackout than the four to five hours it would take for me to breeze through a campaign, and I feel like everything for Call of Duty, except for the loot boxes, is heading in the right direction now. Boots on the ground, three game modes that can be enjoyed solo or with friends, everything wrapped up in Call of Duty's patented first-person shooter smoothness, what's not to love? Battlefield 4 was the first game that switched me from primarily playing COD to playing Battlefield as my main first-person shooter, and this game has restored that throne to Call of Duty. Good on you, Vondahar. Well, that wraps it up for me, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Well, Call of Duty being number one, I would say that that's what we all expected. <laughs> If you create that many great clips out of one game, it's probably your favorite game. I still can't believe when you told me how good he was at games, I didn't believe you. And then I watched him in Battlefield 5. And oh my god, that man's a machine. Yeah, I told. I don't think I talked about this yet, but this is just the most recent shenanigans he got into. <laughs> they added this new, it's called an ARAV. It's like the Warthog. Um they added that to the game, and I'm playing with him. He runs out of the circle. He barely has any health. This ARAV's coming at him, shooting, like the turret's shooting at him. He pulls out a tomahawk and whips it through the windshield and kills the driver. And this thing misses him by, like, an inch or two. Like, what? The people don't 
that's no. <laughs> that was one of the coolest gaming clips I have seen, period ever. It's, maybe yeah. I don't get it, but great list. Um, I like that Detroit became uh, become human was on his list. because uh, that was one game when I was going over my games, I hadn't even remembered that I played that game. But as far as like a cinematic experience goes, that was a hell of a game. It had a story to tell, and I feel like it it told it well. So. I like that. That's the first time we've mentioned it on the episode, so definitely worth checking out. Good. All right, moving on to our next game. This is on both Doc and Chocolate's top five, unless I screwed that up. Nope. Nope, I didn't. All right, (laughs) it is Sea of Thieves. Yeah, this is. we've talked about this plenty this year. But I'm going to sum up why it's on my list and maybe my top game because I've never played a video game before quite like this in the sense that like I've never played a game which I continually have insane gaming moments in that are just so memorable. Um, Just the sheer volume of different things that have happened in that game. Typically playing with friends or even randos or whatever, but uh, it's such a awesome pirate sandbox that just has never gotten old for me and they've continually made better with tons of free updates and i can't wait to see what they add this 2019 because this is a game that just keeps on getting better um yeah it uh it is uh one of my favorite games of all time absolutely i can confidently say that and um yeah i uh i love sea of thieves it's a good game it's how about you definitely Charlotte? I was going to say it's definitely on the up and up. Um, I think when it first first dropped for everyone to play, it was good. You enjoyed it, but the slow progression of the updates has now made that game so much more finer, polished, and it looks so good. And it, you could look at it. I know some. It's not everybody's cup of tea because it's very much. You can go do whatever you want. That it's. It's the sandbox. Um, but if you get the right group of people, it doesn't matter what you're doing. It's just a laugh. I mean, I remember it's... playing with both of you just puking on each other, just going around <laughs> dancing, doing stupid things while we're trying to go turn in some chests. It's by far one of the funnest games ever with no point in it either. Yeah. Hey, there's uh... a point. It's to get the great cosmetics. <laughs> well, and and that's the thing. Like you know, this is a this is one of the easier games that if somebody wanted to nitpick, there is plenty to nitpick about this and stuff. To where even me, who this is one of my favorite games of all time, still have mixed feelings about how there's no true progression in the game. You know, like I still have mixed feelings about that. But I think that speaks more to the game that when the game launched, there was way less to do, no real progression even to this date. But it still is that much of an amazing game for me, despite all that, I think is 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 what I would hammer home in the sense that I would not be the first to deny any of the issues people has with it. I still just found, aside from all those, I still found one of the best games ever for me personally in it. I still remember that time it was uh, yourself, me, and HB Gaming, 
and we just took down the Megalodon. Oh, with the Meg, yes. Oh, unreal. Uh, like, we had like a armada of like three ships of randos with us, and we all went out there, and we're like, I, don't, I think this is the grid it spawns on. We were all playing that song, yeah. and oh. I just remember on the deck when the little flash come up signifying that we had summoned it, and you just hear this rumbling beneath the water, and we're just like, oh my god, this is so cool. And it was like, the cheers of yeah. after we destroyed it, like... Yeah, it's uh, oh, it's battle. Yeah, oh. stuff like that. Just like, and I have, there's just so many of those moments in the game where it's just like, I remember one of the first times, uh, me and Risky and Chocolate, and I th- we had a fourth on there all played. We had just we had beaten a skull fort, got the key. Another ship was coming up fighting us, and we're like, okay, we we'll either hide the key or we got to take it somewhere else and wait till they're gone. And we took the galleon behind this big, like, like mountainous boulder in the sea, and, and literally anchored it behind that and hid. And we would have somebody go on. We had a guy go to the nearest island and just with a spyglass watch the other boat until it left the the uh, fort. We're just playing like this waiting game of, uh, oh, of trying God, to like, draw away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it, that was when the game had practically nothing in it to do, basically, you could argue. And I feel we that were was still... a good half hour, an hour of just to yeah. throw it. Yeah. Shooting yeah. The being shit, like, I think we had, I don't know shit. if it was Cabo or who, but it was like somebody out on the island be like, what do you see? Are they still there? It's like, yeah, yeah, they're still there. It's like... What do you guys want to talk about now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, everybody pretty much was just getting drunk, throwing up on the boat while we were hiding there. But oh, yeah, of uh, yeah, it's, and then now that game is just a, a smorgasbord of you sail around, you'll be in a storm and all of a sudden like, Pirates of the Caribbean style skeleton ship pops out of the water and or a Meg jumps over your boat popping out of the water. Like it's just insane stuff now. So uh and I mean, it's just, they like did, I said, just getting better. They did shoot themselves in the foot when they first launched it. With I, the failures of the title update. Was it the first two big title updates? Oh, I think that was just when the servers up. were just getting hammered, yeah. And and I would argue too that this was one of the Microsoft's biggest mistakes ever charging $60 for this game out of the gate. I think this should have been... Obviously, it was on Game Pass, so you could have just had Game Pass and got it, but I don't think this game should have ever been more than 30 and I think that alone would have helped its reception a lot better. But what's weird is, like, we're talking here today. Last night, I was just looking on Twitch and see if these was the number two game streamed on Twitch because Summit was playing, and he had uh, 55,000 viewers while he was playing Ooh, Sea of Thieves. Jesus. And he, he basically, his gaming style is he goes around and tries to steal Athena chests from people doing Athena voyages. Oh, wow. Um, and, yeah, it's it's one of those things to where the game's got a bright future, and they've already talked about in 2019 adding fishing, cooking, like a possibly a centralized area hub where people can come and talk, and there's no combat to where you can, it's almost like a pirate haven type place. Um, they've talked about a lot of stuff like that, or like an icy region, stuff like that. When do so I get I, my pets? I, that's probably coming soon, too, because that was one of the first updates they were going to do, but they pushed it back till later because they did this poll early on about what people wanted to see first, and then that kind of got pushed back. But, yeah, they've already talked about pets and how they'll follow you around. You can load them in cannons, shoot them around. Like, it's just, yeah, I <laughs> can't wait. <laughs> so Good deal. Can't, can't wait to see Risky's face when I shoot a dog out of a cannon. I'm going to be real sad, and then I'm going <laughs> to shoot you. No, Pounds, no. <laughs> no. Mr. Jingles. All right, moving on to the next award of the night. This is the Best Cat Character Creator Award, and this yeah. goes to Monster Hunter World. Meow. I built, I, I remember I shared it in Discord, I built a complete, perfect replica of my cat Pounds in that game. So it was pretty <laughs> Of course great. you did. I was very proud of that. <laughs> very, very proud. Okay, uh, moving 
into our next community clip. This one comes in from Noodle. Hey guys, I'm the Noodle, hailing from the central Kentucky area of the old US of A. Here is my top five games of 2018. Kicking off at numero five, Sea of Thieves. Loved this game when it first came out, but it eventually wore me out with lack of content upon release, and that's why it's my number five. Recent updates, however, have me looking back to the high seas. Number four, Forza Horizon 4. Haven't played many racing games in my time, and the last one I played religiously was probably Gran Turismo 3 way back in the PS2 era. The visuals here and the open world environment made it a great game for me to keep coming back to. Numero 3, Red Dead Redemption 2. Open world, open world, open world. Can't say it enough, Rockstar always brings it when it comes to open world. The story, along with characters, make it a fun, enjoyable game for me to keep returning to. Number 2, Summoner's War. Now, now, you might say this isn't a new game, but it's a game that I take everywhere thanks to being mobile. New content added this year has brought it back to life for me, grinding to get new monsters and better runes just so I can keep climbing up the PvP ladder. Numero Uno, Battlefield 5. The Battlefield franchise has always been a favorite of mine for many, many years. Bringing the story back to one of my favorite periods of history made me want to buy it and play it even more. Lots of content are still ahead for this game, and I can't wait to play it all. Attrition for me sometimes can get annoying, but it helps me become a better team player for my squad. And that right there is the Noodles Top 5 Games of 2018. Solid list, solid. Yeah, he sounds like your clone. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I do think it is weird how we've had uh, three people so far on the podcast not only put Forest Horizon 4 on their list, but it was at number four on all their lists. That is weird. Yeah, I don't know. Just a little. Tidbit. I don't know how you just remembered that. I can't remember I just... what I just said ten <laughs> seconds ago. So good on you. I'm sure someone's going to listen back and go, "Actually, doc, you're <laughs> actually incorrect. correction, corrections." Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, good list. Uh, Battlefield Five. I'm, just... I'm quite surprised that's number one. He must have never played Call of Duty. I mean, I guess <laughs> that's the only thing I can think of. Just kidding, noodle. Great list. Moving on. All right. The next game is Insomniac's Spider-Man on the PS4. This is on my list. And it is by far, in my opinion, the best superhero game out there. Um, I didn't think anything would take over the Arkham series for me, the Batman Arkham series. I always thought that, like, superhero games weren't going to get any better and then this spider-man game coming out this year it's the spider-man that they're using um is great like when you're peter parker those sections with like aunt may or um what is his girlfriend's name why can't i think of her name the red mj mj mary jane um those sections are great the traversal, obviously, that's the first thing you're going to think of when you're thinking Spider-Man. And they nailed that. It takes place in New York City, and this is probably one of the most realistic New York cities that I can think of. The Division did it well. Uh, Spider-Man seems to have done it better. Uh, the one upsetting thing was that I couldn't go out to the Statue of Liberty. Why wouldn't that be a thing? I mean, that's a long way to web from southern Manhattan, I guess. But... Yeah, maybe we'll jump on a ferry. Surely, um, 
the story was good as your typical superhero story, I felt, and there's nothing wrong with that. The boss battles that would happen, or that happened towards the end of the game, at least, uh, some of the... I want to say that it was a decent amount of quick time events, which isn't necessarily my thing, but that really added to the cinematic experience when you were having those boss battles. It felt like you were watching uh, like the old Spider-Man cartoons or reading a comic, and... It probably doesn't. I mean, I mean, it helps in Spider-Man's favor that Spider-Man is one of my by far favorite superheroes. So getting to play him and doing it right was is great. If I had to knock a few things, it does have the whole Far Cry thing that Doc was talking about earlier, where it just kind of throws up icons all over the map. Um, so there are a decent amount of collectibles, but even when you're getting these collectibles it wasn't for nothing because they were crafting materials to either like build new gadgets or build uh, or get certain suits, that kind of stuff. The amount of suits you could wear uh, as well is there's a ton of those and they're all awesome. A lot of them were callbacks to comics. Most of them were callbacks to comics or um, even the Marvel cinematic universe. There was some costumes from there. Uh, the combat super fluid. It's, very Batman Arkham, and I think you could say that about a few things in this game, but I don't think there's anything wrong with that because I feel that that combat is some of the best combat you can have as far as, like, combos go and learning new abilities to, like, pick people up and throw them with your webs at other people or catch rockets being shot at you and throwing those back at people. Um, The combat was great. The voice acting, I think they nailed it. The only one that kind of annoyed me was... Or, uh, this was more facial animations, but Peter Parker, the way he looked kind of when he was just like walking around doing his stuff for Aunt May and whatnot, kind of looked funny there. But overall, hands down, best superhero game out there. You should definitely, definitely check it out. And it has fast travel, so perfect. <laughs> Chocolate, you didn't get to play Spider-Man, right? No, I did not. Makes no PS4 in my house. It does make me sad. My uh, My brother picked one up. And messaged me and called me a loser <laughs> and said this game is amazing. Um, so, yeah, I'm dead. I'm dead jealous. It's a great game. I've got, yeah, I picked it up in a sale, but I, I, I feel bad that I have still not played this yet. And it's definitely one of the ones oh. that I should have gotten around to, but I just Dog. didn't. I didn't know that you hadn't played it. I, I still hadn't, yeah. I feel bad, but. You've kept that quiet. Might have cracked yeah. the list. Yeah. Maybe. Probably. Probably would have, yeah. <laughs> All right, moving on. I going to play God of War twice. Yeah. <laughs> hey, God of War's good. That, God of War's damn yeah. good. It's been a good year. It's been a good year. Um, all right, so the next award is going to be the You Aren't the Boss of Me, Dad Award. And that, Speaking of. fittingly, <laughs> goes to God of War. Congratulations. Kratos came a long way as a dad. He, he sure did, didn't he? Came a long um, way. All right. Uh, next up for our community clips, this one comes in from Kaboski. Hey everyone, it's Kaboski from the Cross Atlantic Gaming Community, and I want to give you guys my top five games for 2018. Starting with number five being Far Cry 5, number four being Octopath Traveler, number three being Nino Kuni 2, number two being Spider Man, and number one, my game of the year, is God of War. Short and sweet just like Kaboski. I actually don't think he's that short. Quick hits. <laughs> Quick hits. Quick hits. 
so first on the show for Octopath Traveler and Nino Kuni too. Uh, sorry, say that again. Pardon you. Yep. I, exactly. <laughs> I gotta give props. Nino Kuni two was definitely one of my favorite games of the year. Didn't make my list, but I, I like that game a lot too. Yeah. If anyone was gonna have some of those. Some of those games. <laughs> you know who you are. <laughs> it was going to be Cabo. But hey, Spider-Man was there and God of War were there. I agree with both of those. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next up and lastly, we have Monster Hunter World. And this one was on Doc's list. Yeah. First uh, first Monster Hunter game or Mon Hun for all you guys out there. Uh, first uh, Monster <laughs> Hunter cool game kids? that I actually, uh, yeah, you know, you, you know, it's winking and nod there. Uh, first one I ever gave a crap about. I tried to get into this series multiple times on the 3DS, twice before, could not do it. I just, it was too impenetrable with all the different systems and like things you had to know going into a hunt and things about like just some of the loading times and stuff. I just never could get into this series. And they finally, I don't want to say streamlined it. Or made it more casual, anything like that. But they definitely made enough quality of life changes that not only did I like this game, but I put a ton of hours into it. Like year in review, it was second only to Sea of Thieves and hours played for me. Uh, and I would never have thought I would say that about a Monster Hunter game ever. And it's it was a blast from beginning to end. Um, I th- there's a lot of flaws with it, with especially how you group up with people online and stuff. Like it's not perfect, but they came a long way, and they're continuing to add free content. I think they got, you know, Geralt of Rivia and like an ice region they're adding later. So giving me reasons to come back to it even more. Um, but uh, it's a it's a great, great Monster Hunter game. It looks amazing. And I think not only just me, but I think they got a lot more people that were new to that series into that game. And uh, I'm really excited to see where that goes in the future. And I, I found this out the other day, actually. Ended up, that was the highest selling Capcom game ever, believe it or not. Um which I, that actually surprised me considering their history of other games like Resident Evil and things like that. So, oh, yeah. Uh, I, yeah, that's great. Saying something. Yeah, saying something that that was their biggest selling game ever. Um, well, I had people like me who had never played it before dip their toes yeah. into it. And I, yeah. I probably spent 20, 30 hours in it. So. Yeah, so there's more than decent chance there'll be a sequel, I would say. you know, more, We'll probably get another Monster Hunter game. So, uh, But yeah, I, I loved it and uh, deservedly so is one of the best games of the year in my opinion. All right. Moving on to our last award of the night. This is the Do You Like to Party Bro Award. <laughs> I oh, do. I do. I wish you delivered that differently. Okay. Like to party. Well, there, all right, that was number two. And Chocolate, how would you have delivered it? <laughs> do you like to party? Bro? Oh, well, see, if you wanted me to deliver it like that, you should have just put a comma in there. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. And the winner of the Do You Like to Party, Bro? Award goes to Super Mario Party. I don't know how this didn't win Game of the Year. So, Well, you're forgetting this This entire show is what is second and beyond. Oh, it's, right. The other game. Understood that, you know, yeah. It's number one. Congrats, Super Mario Party. You're a great game. I love you. Some say the best of all time. I love you so much you didn't make my top ten. All right, moving on to our final community clip for the night. This is coming in from the Moose. What's up, guys? Moose here with my top five for Game of the Year. I'd like to do a couple of honorable mentions first. 
Monster Hunter World and Strange Brigade were two games that caught me by surprise this year. Definitely in my top 10, but didn't quite crack the top 5. Let's get to the list. At number 5, I have Marvel's Spider-Man. It could have contended for Game of the Year any other year. In my opinion, it's the most accurate superhero game to date. At number 4, I have Call of Duty Black Ops 4. Blackout. Do I need to go any further? At number 3, I have Red Dead Redemption 2. A slow start and travel issues kept it from my top spot, but every chapter in the story gets better. I urge you to push forward. At number 2, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. What a great game. I can't wait to dig deeper. It's like Assassin's Creed Origins, but 10 times better. And at my top spot for 2018, it's God of War on PS4. This game caught me off guard with the new mechanics and weapons. For not being a story guy, this one had me hooked. I could not put it down. Kratos being a father humanizes him and adds an emotional element to the story. Go now and play God of War. 2018 has arguably been the best year in gaming. Any game on this list could easily have taken the top spot in previous years. I'll close with this. As my good friend Vin says, with CAG, I don't have friends. I have family. Well, ain't that the truth? <laughs> Love it. Thanks a lot, Vin. <laughs> Thanks, Dom. Amazing. <laughs> and another shout for God of War as the game of the year from yeah. the community. So, yeah, what a year in gaming, guys. It's crazy. It was something. It was. It's been from beginning busy. to end too. You know, not like it was like end heavy. It was beginning to end. So And it sucks because there's so many games that I feel like I didn't even like Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Who knows if that could have broke <laughs> my top five. I definitely had a few games that I I didn't get to this year, which yeah. you guys obviously I, had that too. I, there's tons of good games too that didn't even make my top five. Like I, I would have normally talked about like Return of Oberdin or some other games like that. Are there's there was just so like I know we keep saying it, but th this was one of the best years for games top to bottom of just tons of stuff worth playing. It was heavy hitters, I think, as you said, all year. I think there yeah. may have been a lull in possibly two months out of the year. I think January was a bit thin, and then I'm sure around April time it was a bit thin, but. The hits were almost every month. Constant, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Not unreal. Um, as far as, he mentioned something about his honorable mention games. I did want to give a shout out to, I didn't feel like it really warranted a spot on the list because it was a remaster, but Shadow of the Colossus I played for my first time this year. I'd never played it before. Um, and that remaster, like, holy shit, what a game. Yeah. It was such like a simple premise. Um yeah, that game blew me away. And I think that if I I was having a tough time with Hollow Knight and Shadow of the Colossus and like Dead Cells. Um and I just eliminated Shadow of the Colossus because it was a remaster. But that game is absolutely incredible. If you've never played the older one, go play this one. The newer one is gorgeous looking and yeah, I mean you get the full package there. It's quality. I think it's for at least at least the day of this release, I think one more day it's thirteen dollars on PSN also. Do it. So worth it. Um, all right, before we get into the actual top five order of our games, um, we did a community poll on Twitter of s the community's games of the year. Um, we did them specifically by console, and then we also did an overall game of the year. So here are these. Um, for Xbox, 
We had PUBG. There's a few members in the community you heard there, so I'm sure they they threw their votes at PUBG. But um, it was it hit 1.0 on Xbox this year, I believe, right? It did. Yes. Yeah. So I think that works, even if we've been playing it past that or before that. Uh, we've got Sea of Thieves in here. Come on. <laughs> true. Um, on the PlayStation, this is PlayStation exclusive. Uh, Spider Man, which I agree. It's tough to beat out God of War, so good for you, you Spider Man people. I love you. I will eventually play that <laughs> <laughs> someday. I will one day buy a PS4 <laughs> when PS5 is out. Yeah. <laughs> Our exclusive on the Switch winner is Pokemon Let's Go. Oh God. <laughs> What's wrong, Chocolate? You don't understand Pokemon still? It was his game of the year in his heart. How's Pokemon Go going? Uh, I got deleted. Ah. Oh. I'm still enjoying Pokemon Let's Go when I can. (laughs) I guess I have time. I felt violated one in my house. It was just not right. (laughs) Just imagine how long it was there, too. Watching you sleep. Uh, Tell me about it. (laughs) um, And then the last one we had was just for overall game of the year. Uh, and the community decided Red Dead Redemption 2. And I have no problem with that. Yeah, I think decided probably correctly. All right. Um, let's get into our actual top five lists for you list people out there who wanted to hear this. Here it is. This is Give me the one to five. One to five. What? <laughs> five to one? It's five to one. <laughs> what? Why would you go one to Shut five? Up. Here's the best one. Now here, listen to all like... the less best ones. <laughs> That's just anti-climactic. Yeah. you go on that. <laughs> I'm not doing it that way, Chocolate. You've been vetoed. (laughs) Uh, All right. My list. Number five was Hollow Knight for me. Number four, God of War. Number three, Call of Duty. Blackout, specifically. Number two, Red Dead Redemption 2. And my game of the year this year was Spider-Man. Hands down. So, that's me. Doc, give us your list. Number five into the breach. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I, yeah, number five I feel into like you the breach. Just with that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number four, Ashen. Number three, Bomber Crew. Number two, Monster Hunter World. And number one, Sea of Thieves. All right, Chocolate. Good luck topping that one. Number one. No, no. you son of a. <laughs> <laughs> So Why a, would you do that that way? Is that a UK thing? No, it's just I wanted to go against the green. <laughs> it's just a chocolate thing. <laughs> All right, fair, fair. Right, so at number five, it's Dead Cells for me. Number four, we've got... I'm not going to call it Call of Duty because we all know it's just blackout. <laughs> <laughs> number three, Hollow Knight. Number two, surprisingly, is FIFA. Ooh. And number one, Sea of Thieves. It's... My boy. Yep, yeah, in with a bullet. Oh, does that make the cross-Atlantic gaming official game of the year, Sea of Thieves? Your words, not mine. Majority rules. Oh, no. <laughs> I love how this works. <laughs> uh, um, anyways, everybody, thanks for tuning into this episode. Um, like we said before, it, it was a hell of a game, or hell of a game in years. Yep. <laughs> Great, now on the red carpet. Can't wait for the after party here. <laughs> He's only had three beers. Shit's popping off. Woo! Um, I think 2019 will be just as good. It's only only going up from here. That makes it sound like this year wasn't that great. 
Yeah. Yeah. You I know, love the way you're of... closing this show out. <laughs> it's not closing out. I just wanted to just let everyone know that 2018 was great. And I was hoping you guys okay. would be like, yeah, I agree. Eh. No, I'm just kidding. No, I, yeah, like I, you said it earlier, I didn't even think about it till we did, recorded today. But like this might have been one of the best years ever, for real. Yeah, oh, yeah, without a doubt. Like, this when you look the... at the yeah, when you actually list off all these things and be like, oh yeah, that came out this year. It's like holy crap. Yeah, there was a lot of good games. Like Moose said about Spider Man, it's like in any other year, so many of these games could have won Game of the Year, but yeah. tough competition. I, yeah, I mean that's I, yeah, I think you could say that probably about seven games on the on these lists like any other year would have probably been the game yeah also i think it will start off again in february doesn't it mm-hmm. with well we've got three big hitters when coming bioware out. is coming back to form with we hope yes we do hope fingers <laughs> crossed everybody um and then the game of the year cracked out. next week's episode we will dive into some new year's resolutions um and if we had resolutions from last year we can go over those as well so you have that to look forward to um I think we're good. You want to plug this show up? Woo! Plug it. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to say go to crossatlanticgaming.com because that's how you can find everything here. And I'm just going to spare you the next two minutes of me talking. So you're welcome. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to this week's episode of Cross Atlantic Gaming. We'll catch you guys next week for an all-new episode. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye-bye. Listen to next week. Patreon giveaway. Bye. Like my waxed asshole. And oh, there is your end Probably clip. can't use that. I don't know if that's good. <laughs> probably can't. Might have to throw that. a bike horn in there. Yeah. What, for the waxed part? <laughs> yeah, that part, chocolate. Yeah, that that's the part. <laughs> yeah, don't use Damn that. Damn it. It's too late. Unless you have dad jokes ready. Uh, hang on. <laughs> I like how he's got him at the ready. Hang on. Hold on, let me pull up my dad joke book here. Just I, say, I don't know how you don't just have this book like sitting on your desk. But it's, I may be almost pushing 40, but there is something called the internet. Oh. As he puts on his reading glasses. <laughs> let me grab my readers. Let me like, grab my right. right, okay. You ready? And here's chocolate <laughs> with some dad jokes. The shovel was a groundbreaking invention. There. No, this is going to get bad. Right, hang on. It started bad. It started awful. Can only go up? Dad, can you put the cat out? I don't. No, let's not do any of these. These are (laughs) dreadful. These are dreadful. (laughs) It stops you mid-sentence or something. (laughs) Yeah, well, this one's, Dad, can you put the cat out? I didn't know it was on fire.
Oh boy. This graveyard. Oh wow, that that actually is just a bad joke. Yeah. <laughs> that's not even a dad joke. That's a no, bad no, joke. That's why I stopped. Yeah. This graveyard looks overcrowded. People must be dying to get in here. That's a dad joke. There it is. That's a dad joke. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, chocolate. Thanks, chocolate. <laughs> Whenever the cashier's at the grocery store. Oh, he's still going. No, no, uh, no. Knock knock. Five who's there? Smell mop. Oh. Smell mop who? Woo! Uh, okay, and then we're just gonna click off right there. <laughs>